Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently in uh, Central Philippines exploring this area. And make sure you check out our blog, daddyblogger.com, for a lot of pictures, videos, blog posts, social media posts, and much more. Uh, so you can live vicariously through our travels and get inspired to explore the Philippines and beyond um, on your own travel journeys. Uh, so one of the things I love to do is interview fellow travelers, fellow entrepreneurs, and fellow fellow. Uh, tour company operator. So I have one on the show here today. His name is Jeff Bonaldi. He's actually the founder of the Explorer's Passage. I had a chance to look at it before the interview and wow, what a phenomenal journey he's been on in terms of his own travels and now setting up a company that goes, uh, does tours around the world. But most importantly, not only are they doing tours and travel around the world, but they're creating a difference, making a difference through things like social impact and social entrepreneurship. Uh, so we'll be finding out all about Jeff, the founder, about his company and about the impact that travel can make on a global scale. So Jeff's joining us from New York City today. How are you doing over there today, my friend? Hi, Ricky. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Really excited to be on your podcast today. Really excited to have you on, and apologies if there's any Wi-Fi hiccups or lags, but this is all part of the digital nomad journey. You'll never know when you're going to have perfect Wi-Fi. So, Jeff, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better before we get into the company? Why don't you share a little bit more about your story and your travels? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, funny enough, I haven't, you know, up to the age of 25, I had not really traveled outside the United States. I, um, I always dreamed about when I was young, I always dreamed about traveling and exploring the world. I loved Indiana Jones. I love these movies where um, I, I just, you know, never had an opportunity. I was young, but uh, when I was 25, I, you know, I went to the Bahamas and I, I was hooked. I, I loved it. I, I loved seeing what was out there and, and I, want, I wanted more. Um, I started my so I worked on I worked on Wall Street for over 13 years and uh, you know it, it was a good it was a good uh, job for me at first but after a while I started to to feel like there was something more for me out there and and something you know I really went on this search to figure out what I what I loved um, fortunately the, the the last role I had on Wall Street I was I was running America for one of the businesses. So I was able to travel all around, um, all around Central and South America, which was, which was eye-opening and, and really reconnected me with that love of travel. So about eight years ago, I was like, well, if I could wake up every day and do everything that I love, what would it be? And um, I love travel. I love history. I really liked adventure, but I, and I really like these great stories and history where people would overcome these impossible challenges, right? So, so I said, well, let me create a company where, you know, we, we have adventure and we, we find these really special stories in history and we show them to the world through the, through the power of an adventure and travel. And it took a few years to get the company up and running. I had no experience in travel. Um, I hired some, some consultants to help me out to, you know, figure, figure that those pieces out. And, about four and a half year times travel show in, in 2000 and 2014. And had a great, great response uh, in terms of the travel show. Uh, the first two years, um, the first two years, we, it 
it was a bit difficult in, in, you know, getting clients and, you know, it's obviously a crowded market, but in the last few years, we've really excelled in this year we'll open, uh, you know, to, to all continents and, um, yeah, and it's, it's something that was a dream of mine and it's actually, it's a good lesson out there for everyone if you, if you do follow if you do follow your heart and your dreams it, it is possible yeah it is definitely possible and you've uh, you know made your dream come true in terms of you wanted to figure out how to combine your love of travel and of course the need to make money and fuse them together and serving the marketplace because uh, who doesn't love to travel and who doesn't uh, you know uh, want the sense of adventure so tell us about your company uh, in terms of uh, the growth um, from the foundation the startup stage to the growth to where it is now obviously with any company with any startup with any you know entrepreneurial venture business you're going to go through your ups and downs your peaks and your valleys it's never uphill road so why don't you tell us about uh some of the highlights and if you don't mind sharing some of those lowlights in uh your company's history years ago i will say we did not have a client for the first year and a half uh after about that time i almost gave up I got love, you know, I, I, I worked really, you know, I worked for three years to get to this point. And, um, and I, I really went into a period of self-reflection there. I got, I got very into meditation. I got very into, um, yoga, a lot of like the Eastern, Eastern practices very reflective. And I said, well, what, what is it about me that I need to change to make this work? Because I think for a, a good portion market doesn't understand my product. It was the economy. It was all these outside forces. And the minute that I turned, I said, this is, this is something that I need to do to change. There's something I'm not doing. Then you, you, I created a lot of power in my life because then I said, I'm in control of this. And I, got, I, I surrounded myself with a lot of mentors and coaches. And I asked them to take a hard look. Do I need to become to make this work? And and the more I did that, then the more things started to change. And we started to we started to get clients, and and from there it just continued to grow. Um, like I said, this year, well, years ago, the first year we had zero. So uh, just again, a, a dramatic change. Uh, another. Shift focus. So when we started the company, it was around these, these great stories and history and, and telling them through adventure. And while we still do that, the focus is, has really shifted to, to finding these social causes around the world and then partnering with, with some of history's. So in Antarctica and the Arctic, we, we partner with Robert Swan. So uh, not sure who on British Explorer and he's the first person in history to walk to the North and South Pole. He also uh, is against climate change on the planet and, and, and probably the leader in the preservation of Antarctica, which is really ground zero for in Africa. We're working with Jane Goodall's youth foundation roots and shoots in Tanzania to help help with schools. So we're taking a group of seven, 
70 people at foundations and projects with the schools there. Um, and working on a really cool project in Costa Rica called the Adventure Peace Summit. I've been very, very fortunate to have traveled across the globe and meet people from every continent, uh, race, religion, gender. And, and you know, what I, I've seen is, is good, right? Everyone wants peace and, and everyone, you know, uh, wants a world where a lot of rhetoric these days where our differences are being pulled apart and you know I feel that our differences are probably so we're partnering with we're collaborating with the University of Peace in Costa Rica and that was established and and we're also the the former president of Costa Rica Oscar Arias who won the Nobel Peace Prize he'll be joining the adventure as well and the goals and workshops with the, with the University of Peace to show the world that we're actually, again, that our differences should be celebrated. So that's really, you know, the company has shifted. It's, it's really what's resonating with these causes and to help bring people together. And, and um, that's where I want to take the company at this point. Yeah, sounds very inspiring about, especially about all the, the social justice work you're doing around the globe. Uh, so in terms of the actual tours, how does it look like in terms of the itineraries? How does a typical day look like? Maybe you can share, maybe you can share an example of uh, one of your most popular tours and then break it down day by day in terms of how does it look like for the people who are guests on the tour? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, if we... If we think about justice tours, yeah, so we, we, have, we have a tour in Nepal called The Myth of Mustang. It was through a historical tour. So we, we, have, we have a tour in Nepal called The Myth of I was in Princeton, New Jersey, where the university is, and I was reading the New York Times, and, I, and he is, is the Buddha that when you see a lotus flower, you'll see a Buddha on a lotus flower, a lotus flower in the lake in India. And um, again, he, he became known as the second Buddha. Fascinating story where he was helping, where he, where he fought these demons throughout Nepal and Tibet to, uh, uh, who were trying to... This story, I went to Nepal a few months later and completely inspired by, by the story. I was like, well, let's create a tour out of this experience. Experience. Who is very well versed on the story of Guru Poche. He, he gives a talk at dinner on, on, the, on, on his life, on Guru Poche's life and his battle with these demons. So a few minutes outside Kathmandu, we visited a series of caves where as Guru Rinpoche was heading from India into Nepal, a number of years in these caves meditating and, and reaching a state of enlightenment. And it's very, very powerful when you get into these caves because you walk up these, you walk, Jones like you hold a torch, you walk up and deep into this cave and you'll see these handprints embedded 
um, embedded on the side of the caves. Legend is that that's, that's Guru Poche's foot and hands. And, and that, those symbols are present everywhere on this experience. So we're taking feel it as you go through it. The third day we head to Pokhara. So Pokhara uh, is the, is the lake district there. And, and that's really our launching point into the kingdom of Mustang. So uh, again, Mustang is, is probably one of the most special places on the planet because it, it's one of the only places also that charges such a hefty fee to even enter the region. So they charge upwards of $500 as a permit just to enter into the region. It's, it's so special that it's, it, it looks like it's set back about two, 3,000 years in time and restrict tourism there to a low amount. So the, the, pre, the, the preservation of Mustang stays as it is. And we head into Mustang and as we start trekking into the path, we, we stop and we see, uh, we see, we go into caves. And on the cave wall, 100 years old, and they're depicting the battle between Guru and Poche and these demons. And then we keep walking and there's these giants Men's blood that when Guru and Poche, you know, defeated the demons, that, 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 that's where their blood went. And then we see Buddhist um, temples where on the, the ground underneath is shaped like a human heart. And that's, uh, sorry, a heart. And that's, that's apparently the demon's heart. So I think this is that have this, these stories, but you're, they're so embedded into the local culture and the history of where we're going comes alive from where we're seeing and that's you know for all the historical based tours that we do that is what we're looking for and we spend an enormous amount of finding the right people to help tell the story while we're there yeah i've had uh, some chance to uh spend some time in nepal and what a beautiful country and uh, you know all those places you're mentioning they're bringing back the memories of pokhara and uh, lumbini and chitwan and uh, kathmandu and of course uh, nepal went through a massive uh, earthquake which uh, you know people have gone there recently they're telling me that they're still recovering and they're still rebuilding so great that you're uh, helping provide for the local economy there as well. And, you know, that's a big part of travel is you're helping support local hotels, local restaurants, local uh, tours, and uh, helping the local people rebuild. Um, so what if your other main uh, tours is the Arctic? And a lot of people would be interested in that because it's not your typical travel destination. I know you do uh, Peru and you do, um, you know, uh, South America, you do Africa, Kilimanjaro, etc. But tell us about Ar the Arctic, because I think a lot of people would love to go there, but they don't really know what to expect. So tell us about how does that Arctic adventure look like? Yeah, yeah well, as one, one thing that might surprise people is when people think of Antarctica and the Arctic, they think it goes there, but there's a, there's a decent amount of tourism in both areas. Just as an example, about 43,000 people a year go to Antarctica, uh, mostly on on sea voyages from Ushuaia, which is the southern tip of, of Argentina, to, you know, through the Drake Passage and to the Northern Peninsula. For the Arctic, it's over 90, 95,000 people head to the Arctic every year. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. So, you know, what we're doing there is really around uh, a climate program that the explorer Robert Swan has run for over 17 years. I have had the privilege of working with 
in many years and then obviously next year in, in the Arctic. And what we do is we, we have an application process and we be old who, who have a passion for the environment and who want to do something with their life to help the environment. And we bring these people to, again, Antarctica, the Arctic. Next year we're doing the Arctic. And we run, we run a full leadership program uh, on the ship. So we'll spend in Oslo, and there's a series of adventures that we're doing, as well as uh, some historical touring, the famous Fram Museum, which is one of the greatest museums in the world is there, the Kentucky Museum. Everybody knows Thor Heyerdahl, who took the Kentucky across the Pacific Ocean, which is just the most fascinating story. And, and actually seeing that raft is, is just a, a complete highlight. But we also have a, a full leadership team where we spend you know, half the days in Oslo so uh, going over from, from London who owns her own consultancy firm, we have one of the top climate change experts in the world on the ship who gives talks. So our goal is to really educate everyone on what's going on in the world and, and build up their skills so they can, uh, they can be more effective leaders when they return home. After Oslo, on day four, we head to Svalbard. So Svalbard is part of the Norwegian Arctic, essentially, in the Arctic Circle. And we, before we board our ship, we spend some time there, participants, a chance to hike up one of two mountains. We've got a four or five mile hike to get them ready and, and visit a small museum, and then and we board our, our ship. Geographic next year. So... Um, and, we and for the next eight days, we're on that ship, and, and we're, you know, we're, going, uh, we're going around Svalbard, right? We, every day we stop. There's an opportunity for hikes. There's an opportunity for kayaking. So we do get out a lot of adventures every day, but we are we're up, we're, we're staying late, we're up late at night because we're, we're working on leadership. We're working on um, exercises and bringing everyone together. Uh, Rob gets... There's a number of speeches on his, on his famous walks to the North and South Pole. He's also one of the best public speakers on the planet. Uh, for anyone who, who's listening today, I, I highly suggest you Google Robert Swan and watch his TED Talk. It has over a million views. It's one of the most inspiring speeches that you'll ever hear with respect to the environment. And uh, so he gives, he gives a number of talks on his expeditions, and he also gives talks and workshops on how to become a world-class speaker because but they don't know how to tell it and that limits them. And he is really the story and, and showing what you can do with that and what you can do with your life. So, um, yeah, it's, just, it's an incredible experience. There's been over 3,500 people that have been on on these leadership trips with Robert Swan. And, and now again, I'm honored to help, help him run it. And it's, it's one of the most fantastic things that we do all year. Man, you know, just hearing about all these trips makes me want to book and jump on all of the trips because I had a chance to look at your website and all of them sound phenomenal. You have already talked about Nepal. We've talked about um, the Arctic. I want to do one final one. I, I know we could do each and every one of them, but let's do one final one. Um, Iceland is actually one of the up and coming travel destinations. You know, 10, 20 years ago, you didn't hear much about it, but lately in the, next, in the last five years or so, I see all my travel blogger friends going to Iceland, doing the ring road, jumping the blue lagoon. So, and I love how you're incorporating history yeah 
legends, folklore into your travels as well. So let's hear more about the Iceland trip. Sure, yeah. Uh, Iceland is, is, it's interesting that when you go there for your first time, you start to, you start to hear these rumblings of these, this focal, the local folklore that there's fairies and there's trolls roaming around everywhere. And there's, there was a university study in Iceland a few years ago where they, they um, surveyed people and about half the population. So I found it really fascinating when I went, when I went there and I was like, well, we got to do an experience around, around this. So the tour is called The Three Trolls of Vic. And The Three Trolls of Vic is an, is an old legend in Iceland. Now, when you go to Iceland, you have to visit the town of Vic. And shore, and there's this black uh, charcoal beaches, and you'll um, black charcoal beaches with with these with these black pebbles, and you'll see these three giant stones rising out of the sea right in front of you. And that's the those those that's the legend of the three trolls of Vic. And the legend is really that you know thousands of years ago there were these um, there. Were was the, past the sea in Iceland, and every time they got close to the shore, these three trolls would basically go and attack eat the Vikings. And you know, so they started to become you know people. The Vikings started to real to know about this, and and they got a little, little more cautious over the years. So one day, uh, this Viking ship was passing. It, it was it was actually the middle of the night. The Viking ship was passing close to shore. They, they, all night long, they fought these great battles with the trolls. The trolls back. And um, they beat the trolls back, and, and, and they, but the trolls kept coming, they kept coming. They beat the trolls back. But what was going on is that the sun was coming out, and the trolls didn't realize it. And for anyone in Iceland knows that what happens with trolls is that when the sun comes out, they turn into stone. And uh, that night they turned into stone. And when, you, when you're on the beach of Vic, you see these three stones rising from the sea. And uh, those are the three of Vic. So it's, it's a wonderful story. And when you're there, you can, you can learn more about the story. But what we did is we, we incorporated this story as well as, as, as a fur, which is one of the top 10 tracks in the world on, on a seven-day adventure that we do. So we explore the story. We explore the Legends of the Troll. You get the opportunity to hike one of the best hikes in the world, the Lagavulin, and and obviously you know if nothing's complete going to Iceland if you don't take a dip. The most amazing experience. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we do in Iceland, and and that's a real that's a really special trip and one of my favorite places in the world. Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Jeff, about all of these different adventures. I almost want to hear you talk about every one of them because it really comes alive the way you're describing them. But of course, on your website, people will be able to find out more. So in terms of the, the tours, um, who would you say uh, the tours are good for in terms of the rough ages, the personality types, the, the fitness levels, um, you know, genders? Uh, tell us about what, what kind of uh, a person would be a good fit for these tours. Sure. It, it really depends on what tour, you know, most of our tours, there is a, an, an element of adventure. So I would say 
you know, over 18 is over 18 years of age is, is pretty much um, where we like to, we'd like to recommend, you know, there are some times we have a very where they could participate in the adventure, but by and large, it's over 18 years old. Uh, we, we tend to think our guests are very, very, um, are, are, are pretty educated as well because, you know, we do have this historical and educational component to our, it's not something that, you know, if you're not intellectually curious, it, it might not be for you, right? If you're looking just for kind of a regular, just adventure with no history, no education. But if you're looking to really dive into the location and really immerse yourself into the history and to, into, and even growing as a person, then I think that this is, um, this is definitely experience that, that the experience that we produce will definitely be, be good for you. Oh, you know, our, Trips are, you know, it's it's not an easy track. So it, you, it's a it's a you know you're you're a seven day climb up and down this this one of the highest you know the highest peak in Africa, nineteen thousand five hundred feet. So you have to be pretty fit. You have to be very, very prepared for that. Uh, Inca Trail too. Inca Trail is 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 a very popular track, but it's not easy, right? You do hit about fourteen thousand feet. There are you know our day three is, is a pretty long, rough and grueling day, but you have a nice war beat you there lying you know in the, in the valley so um yeah uh and then in terms of, um you know if you're more if you're more into like the social justice or, or climate change and it's really it's really geared to people who are, are passionate about those causes like for costa rica we want passionate people who are passionate about bringing the world together and peace and for, for the trips we do the Arctic and Antarctica, we want people who are passionate about the environment. So, you know, it, for me, it's, it's, it's not so much that we're getting high numbers, but it's that we're getting the right people on this trip to make the experience the best it can. Because yes, the locations are great, but really what makes a trip is, is the people that we can attract to the trip, right? It's always who you're with on that adventure that, that changes your life. And um, that's just, it's something that's very important for us. Yeah, definitely glad you brought up that point too, because the people you meet and doing your travels and doing the tours are uh, sometimes become lifelong friends, especially in this day and age of social media. You can stay connected and who knows, visit each other in different uh, cities and countries as well. So you have a local friend where you go. Uh, so Jeff, uh, tell us a little bit more about the pricing in terms of uh, what are the rough costs uh, one of your tours will be from, maybe you can give some examples of the costs and what is usually included and what's not included in your pricing and in your tours? Yeah, again, it depends on the trip, right? We run, we run um, local experiences in New York City that start at $75 from walking tours to one-day adventures around this area that, that have a historical component, which are $150 a person. But then we run to an our Kilimanjaro tour start at thirty. Three thousand five hundred U.S. dollars, and and um, the ship-based expeditions are, are typically a bit more expensive, starting at fourteen thousand dollars. What does it include? Our our trips are by and large all inclusive. So from the minute you get to the airport to the minute that, that we bring you back to the airport, we're, we're, we take care of ninety-five percent of everything. And I say ninety-five percent because we do leave some free time for people to explore. We've seen that. We've seen that. To go off on their own, to get away, 
to explore. Um, so again, we typically, we always leave a little free time on one of the days, and usually it's in a major city, right? Because if you're in some remote area, it's, it, you don't really have that much option to explore, and there's pretty much only one restaurant or place to eat at those locations as well. But other than that, you know, we include transfers, we include the adventures, the guides, the, uh, the meals. Um, you know, our, our job really is, to, is, is, is you to focus on preparing and getting ready beforehand, and we handle everything from, from the point you get to the airport in, in, the, in the host city. Yeah, sounds great, Deb. So uh, the final question I have for you, Jeff, is a lot of our listeners and viewers, they're looking to start, you know, something online, uh, something like uh, maybe coaching or affiliate marketing, travel blogging, you know, YouTube, et cetera. But um, a lot of them are also interested in doing their own tours, um, either just solo, like running the tours themselves, or maybe running a company like yours. So I'd love to get your insights there for those listeners and viewers who want to be entrepreneurial and start their own travel adventure company just like you have. Maybe you could share some insights and some wisdom from all of your multiple years of experience doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well first I would say it's, it's not easy. Uh, I went through an enormous amount of ups and downs and still, you know, we're, while we're doing really well right now, it's, you know, we, you work long hours and it's, um, it's it's not easy, but you know it is it is probably the greatest job in the world. I'm very if I was if I was speaking to someone who was looking to do tours, what I would tell them is is to create something very simple. Find find an experience that you know really well, And make sure that there's a market demand for it. Because when I started out, I started out with these three very remote tours and they weren't selling that well. People like the bucket, like Machu Picchu, they like um, Iceland, they like the place, there's, there's, there's certain places that people want to go. And, and your best, what I would say is that you have, you might have your own brand and way of doing it. So I have the historical focus The soul. So we can tilt them to our brand. Um, and that's what you could do as well. If, and, one, and one date, right? Because you got to build the company up. You have to get insurance. You have to build your website. Yes, you have to do. And it's very hard to fill that first tour. It's very hard to get your first customer because you're going to tell every. Everybody about you. One's gonna come, <laughs> so um, that's just the reality of it. So I would say find again find find something that's popular and uh, and and focus on one at a time and get that first one done and get it right and make it an incredible experience because people are gonna want to tell their friends about it, right? And people are gonna want to give you reviews on TripAdvisor or Facebook and. And that's only there's a lot of travel companies out there. So you got to be different. If you're just looking to, to start some generic travel company or generic company, you have to find something different that's a different angle. And, and, and for me, it was, it was around history and these stories. Uh, you know, what is it that's going to be different about your company? In addition, you have to love it, right? Because if you don't love it, you're going to fail. It's just a fact. 
Um, you, you know, for me, like, I think what kept me going is because when I started the company, I was still a week in banking and working another 25 hours a week on the side of my travel company. And I was sustaining that for five or six years. And the only reason I was able to do that is because it was something that I enjoyed doing, right? It was like what I wanted to do in my spare time. So if you don't love it, it's not going to work. Um, so make sure it's something that you're connected connected to your heart and who you are and something connected to you. You don't, you don't mind doing your spirit. Awesome. Thank you for sharing those insights and nuggets of wisdom with the audience too, Jeff. Uh, so in conclusion, uh, tell us about how can people connect uh, if they are interested in one of those tours in New York in uh, you know, Machu Picchu in Peru and Kilimanjaro in Iceland, Nepal, uh, the Arctic and, and more. Uh, how can people connect and uh, find out more and book one of your tours, Jeff? Tell us about your website, social media. Sure. Yeah, you could visit our website at explorerspassage.com. And you're always welcome to email me even if it's just you want to chat or if you know if if you you know you're in the industry and, and you love to connect and and collaborate I'm, I'm always open you know just a very i'm a big proponent of of people following their dreams and following their heart and, and finding their passion in life and and support on those efforts Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I'll have those links below. Uh, once again, explore this passage. And uh, yeah, Jeff, I just wanted to uh, give you a big kudos and a um, high five and a round of applause for the amazing work you're doing. Good job following your dream and making a difference in both the tourist life, but also local economies life and impacting the world as a whole. So congratulations, my friend. Thanks for being on the show here today. Great. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Uh, once again, connect with Jeff, explorerspassage.com. Connect with us as well. We're daddyblogger.com. And if you're interested in becoming a digital nomad, digitalnomadmastery.com. So thanks, everyone. And we're tuning out from the Philippines and from New York. And we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. Happy travel.